Welcome to the LBCF podcast. Our vision is to learn to live and love like Jesus, where we live, work, and play. To find out more about our community, you can visit us at lbcf.org. We hope you are encouraged and challenged by this teaching from our community. Right. Oh, how does he say it? All right, all right, all right. Good morning, everyone. I love that the greeting goes on and on and on. It just means you all missed being together for a whole week. And to those that are uh, fairly new or newer, or this is your first Sunday, this, this is just regular family time. This is how we do things here. It's how we roll in LBCF. Um, welcome. Um, my name is Lila. I'll introduce myself a little bit later, but I just wanted to um, help prep us uh, as we move forward into uh, the word. Uh, we're going to look back um, over this this series, um, and you know, week one um, began with us looking at the fear of the Lord and how it it guides us into appreciation, um, an appreciation, a humility, and a reverence for God. God's word and God's image on his creation. And then in week two, Pastor Danny brought us the filter that we're meant to look at, to look to Jesus to make sense of the whole Bible. Right? Last week, we looked at the rhythm of remembering and renewal. Looking backward into God's faithful past and looking forward into God's hopeful uh, kingdom come. And this week, we're going to continue looking at those rhythms, right? But this time we're gonna look at it from a different perspective. Silence, the rhythm of silence and speaking in our discipleship journey. Um, we do things differently here, right? Uh, and so today you're not gonna hear from one person, but you're gonna hear from two. Um, and I find it interesting that Pastor Ryan chose these two people. I'm gonna have to ask him about that, but anyway. <laughs> The first person I'd like to invite up um, is our dear sister, Gabby. Okay, there I am. Okay. Hi. My name is Gabby DeGus. I am the prayer leader for our prayer ministry here at LBCF, and I'd like to welcome you guys. So today, I'm going to be speaking about listening, solitude. And if you bring up uh, the First Kings slide. So this is First Kings 19, 11 through 13. I mean, 11 through 13. 19, 11 through 13. The Lord said, Go out and stand on the mountain in the presence of the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass by. Then a great, powerful wind tore the mountains apart and shattered the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. After the earthquake came a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire came a gentle whisper. So this was Elijah. He had just run away from Jezebel. He had done amazing miracles, and then Jezebel threatened him, and he ran away and hid in the cave. My brain is very much like what we just read. It's all over the place. Oh, let me read the 13th 
scripture, the 13th uh, verse. When Elijah heard it, he pulled his cloak over his face and went out and stood at the mouth of the cave. Then a voice said to, the voice said to him, who is God? What are you doing here, Elijah? So, like I said, my brain is all over the place. I have lots of conversations that are going off in it at any given time. I'm very much like a squirrel person. Squirrel? Squirrel, squirrel. So there's lots of squirrels in my head. And um, when you pray, you have to be quiet and you have to listen. And for me, prayer is a place of relief because the squirrels kind of go into their little holes and they're not chattering at me all the time. So it's a really precious time. Um, listening is not a place that I have arrived at. It's a place that I'm learning from. If you think about young Samuel, Samuel was a prophet in the Old Testament and he was raised by the high priest. And he didn't, he was very young. So one night he's asleep and he hears um, Samuel. And so he runs to Eli and he says, um, did you call me? I'm here. And he's like, no, go back to bed. So he comes back, goes back to bed and he hears it again and he runs back and he says, did you call me? I'm here. And he's like, no, I didn't call you. Go to back to bed does it a third time, and then Eli goes, wait a minute, wait a minute. You know what? This time, next time you, that happens, this must be God. Um, just tell him, this, must, this is God, so just tell him, I hear you. I am your servant. I'm, I'm listening. So God calls him again, and he listens, and he says, I'm your, this is your servant. I'm your servant. I'm listening. And so when we go into prayer, that's what we do. We sit and we say, I'm your servant, and I'm listening. And God um, revealed what he, the word that he had for him to share. So when I, people come up to me and pray, it's like, I have nothing. I don't know what to do. And so I say, Lord, give me your heart for them because I don't know. I'm listening. Um, there's different levels of listening. There's surface listening, because I have a tendency to listen, and then I'm thinking about what I'm gonna say for the next thing. But God has, through the years, especially through my children, has shown me that, no, that's not listening. Because my kids would say, Mom, you're not listening. Because I was thinking about the next thing that I was gonna tell them. And the last few years, God is, is teaching me how to listen a different way. I've had relationships that have been difficult, and um, God is showing me that even though we have the same experiences, we have our own individual experiences, we don't always agree on what we hear or what, we, what the other person says, because I was like, that's not how that happened. Well, God is showing me that that's because you're not listening. He has, or she has, her own experience. What you need to listen to is not so much the story and getting it right, is listen to the longing 
listen to their longing. And one thing that I've realized too, this is another level that I'm learning, is to listen to not only their longing, but listening to my own longing. When I go before the Lord, listen to my longing. Because sometimes we don't even pay attention to that. Because Jesus, when he would meet people, like, um, when he would meet people, like, that he was going to heal or something, the first thing he would say to them is, like, what do you want? What do you want? Like, what's down in there that, what do you want the most? And he's always interested in this. So when I pray, I, I, I'm very visual. We all, we all work a little bit different. But this is the way my brain works because I'm so visual. I always think of myself sitting on his lap and cuddling up at, underneath his arm and putting my head against his chest and just listening. That's what I do. For, and there's times when I don't see myself there. I see myself sitting beside him and just listening and just being with him. Um, so when we, when we sit and we wait on him, Psalm 17, 27, where is that? Did I write that right or did I write that wrong? Oh, no, no, no. It's, yeah, it's Psalm 27, verse 14. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and take heart. Wait for the Lord. I think that's really interesting that it says, wait for the Lord two times at the beginning and at the end. He's always waiting for us to wait for him. He's always wanting to strengthen us. And there's so much... Um, there's so much in this little bitty verse that where it says in the very middle, be strong and take heart. He wants to share his heart and he wants to reveal our heart. He, when you're, if you're praying for somebody, he wants to reveal his heart for that person. Um, and then we wait some more. <laughs> um, in James one nine, it says, where did I write? Oh, okay. My brothers, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. For man's anger does not bring about the righteous life that God desires. And this made me think about the days we live in now. We have social media, and we have this, social media kind of teaches us, and our day kind of teaches us that to, for you to be um, effective, you have to be reactive. You have to say something now, and you have to be loud about it. And um, that is so opposite of what God says. And that's so opposite of what he did. When Jesus was was um, preaching and he had the throngs of people around him, there were times when he would give out and he'd say, okay, wait a minute, I just need to go away. And the throngs of people were still there. But he'd just walk away and he would go and spend time with God and leave the throngs of people with the apostles. <laughs> it's okay to walk away. 
It's okay not to say things. It's okay to be quiet. There's so much. It's like a ministry of being quiet. And I am very slowly learning that. <laughs> so, um, so this is what prayer does for me. So in the waiting, I get to watch. I get to observe. I get to listen. I get to observe the nuances that God sees that I don't usually would see if I don't take my time and calm myself down. And then I get to see a whole picture because that was what Jesus would do. He knew what it was to live in our flesh. He knew what it was to live in our skin, even though he is God. He would pull back and he'd take time alone and he'd look at the whole picture. So, in conclusion, when, you, when we sit, we listen for God's heart. And we get to sit in prayer, and we get to sit in that rest, and we get to sit in that relief. So I hope this has blessed you. So I told you you were going to hear from two people and the second one is me like what what um for those of you who don't know gabby gabby is a long time pillar in this community and has such a beautiful heart of prayer if you ever uh find yourself in need of prayer gabby is one person there are many here but i know that she would be more than willing to sit and listen and pray with you and hold you in that um prayer so see her today after church too um but yeah and you want to get to know who gabby is spend some time with her ask her some questions after church i'm sure she won't mind um okay so about me uh my name is lila well that's not my real name my name is delilah um unless you're my mother you're calling me dalila and you're mad at me so call me lila because that's what my family and friends call me <laughs> Um, and I've been a part of LBCF uh, just a little over four years now, along with my family. Um, I'm married to that handsome bald guy right there. Uh, and let me just dispel any, uh, you know, um, ideas or thoughts. No, him and James are not brothers. They're not cousins. I mean, they're, they're bros, like they hang out and they, they do lunch and stuff like that. But uh, we're not, they're not related. They just both happen to be bald and Filipino and wear glasses and do sound and production. Um, Roberta and I can vouch for that. So <laughs> anyway, um, then I have my, my handsome sons that come with us to church every Sunday. My older son is uh, at work today, but my other handsome smart guy right here, my senior, Tyler, and we have two daughters, uh, one that lives not far in La Mirada with her family and then one that lives clear across the country in Nashville. Her name is Jordan. So, uh, yeah, my heart is all over the place. And if that isn't enough, God has um, seen um, goodness in our family and has blessed us even more with two amazingly beautiful, spunky grandchildren. They just light up our world. Uh, they can do no wrong, just so you know. Um, despite what my daughter might say, you know, they're perfect. They're angels. I know Danny and Abby would agree with me because <laughs> um, they love them just as much as we do. 
Uh, and here at LBCF, I get to help lead worship once in a while. Um, and that just, that, that is where my heart is because I feel that's where I've connected most with God was through music. Uh, and if that isn't enough, I'm also one of your newly appointed elders, which, um, man, that has been such an amazing journey. And we're only a few months in, right, Alvia? I don't know where he went. Oh, he's with the kids. Yeah, <laughs> we can tell you. That's, yeah, it's been a beautiful journey, and we're just getting started. So uh, let's read this scripture together, because this is where I'd like to spend most of our time. Colossians 3. Uh, 16 through 17, let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your heart, and whatever you do, whether in word or in deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. God, we just want to give you honor and glory right now. The words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing to you. Amen. So I said earlier, I said I found it interesting that Ryan asked these two to uh, help this morning in bringing forth the word. And Gabby and I were like, why did he choose us? And then I find it really interesting that he chose two Latinas to speak about silence and speaking. I'm like, are you sure? Uh, but actually, as I um, poured over the scripture and um, prayed through it, then I realized why uh, he asked, at least me. Um, and he asked because that was God's leading. And for me, it's been a journey learning when to speak and when to just shut my mouth. Uh, because yes, it is true, a lot of Latinas are fiery and we'll just, you know, I can, I can word vomit with the best of them, but that isn't always, hardly ever is it right or good uh, or does it um, help, right? And I'm gonna be honest uh, with you all this morning and tell you that I have struggled my whole life feeling qualified, except when it came to singing. Nobody could take that from me. And I'm not saying that to boast or brag, but Music is where I have felt most connected to God, where I don't question my value because it's, it has, I tune everyone out. When I'm up there on Sunday mornings, half the time I don't even see you. It's, it's a moment between the Lord and I, and um, I hope that you are blessed as you hear. And even this morning, Olivia, that was, where did she go? She, beautiful, absolutely beautiful. Um, as she led us this morning. But yeah, music for me is where I felt the most qualified. But here, here's the thing. Um, unless you are Amy Adams and your life is a musical, you can't go through life singing all the time. People are just going to look at you a little funny, right? Uh, that or uh, Buddy the Elf, they might, yeah, it only works for them. Wouldn't work for me. Nobody would take me seriously, especially in my role now. Professionally speaking, that just wouldn't fly. <laughs> Um, I've often questioned my authority, and in the back of my mind, there was this still small voice that would nag at me uh, and, and say, Lila, who do you think you are? What qualifies you to say anything? 
right? It's taken a long time for me to get over myself and the lies that the enemy um, has spewed on me through the years, worked so hard to make me believe. Um, but through the years, and that's a, a message all in itself or a conversation I'd love to have with anyone else to tell you how I've, uh, and I'm not totally over it. It still comes up every once in a while. But um, I've, I've come to believe and trust that I am qualified. I am qualified, and so are you. Not because of who I am, but because of whose I am. Jesus Christ, and this, this particular phrase was said to me by uh, a dear pastor that uh, has uh, made a significant impact in my life and reminded me one day that Jesus Christ, the hope of all glory, lives within me. It's God that has put a song in my heart, and I have a message to share with anyone who will listen, because it's not my message. It's, they're not my words. It's the Lord. Now, if that isn't enough, there are over 600 verses in the Bible that talk to us about speaking, and that's what I want to share with you all today. Uh, learning uh, through our discipleship journey, uh, learning um, discernment through speaking. Ecclesiastes 3 reminds us that there is a time for everything, right? A time and a purpose for everything under heaven, right? A time to speak and a time to be silent. But how do we know when to speak? How do we know what to say? And who is the message meant for? Those are all questions that are left unanswered. But the answers come in the silence the answers come through prayer. Through prayer and through time and commitment to studying God's word, you get the message. Through prayer, we are given the opportunity to quiet the chaos and pay attention to God's voice and God's leading. It is here where we cultivate the gift of discernment and become intimately connected to God. Just this morning, as Gabby and I were sitting here, Pastor Barb walked in and I asked her, I said, how do you guys do this every Sunday? My goodness. It has been quite the week for me. I run a trade school. On any given day, there are a thousand people in and out of my office, and that's no joke. Students, faculty, um, uh, admissions representatives, new people, people from corporate, it just, I get a slew of people and I'm talking to people all day, every day. But I do more listening than I do talking because I wanna make sure that not only do I answer their question, but in my mind, as I start every morning, I pray, Lord, help me to be a light, help me to be salt and light to the lives that I encounter as they come through those doors and I walk my campus, I pray or walk through the hallways and invite God's presence because these are people that don't necessarily have someone praying for them every day. Some of them may, a lot of them don't. Um, and that practice has really centered me um, and helped me uh, to bring, to usher God's presence into a place that most people wouldn't think that uh, you would do that, right? Um, yeah, so through prayer, we're given that opportunity to quiet the chaos. And this week was, I mean, chaos is all get out. It was just the worst. Um, and so, and it, there, there were good moments, right? But through it all, I had to pay attention to God's voice and God's leading 
for me to be able to respond to people and to say what what I felt was not only good and and and, and with great intent, but um, was right and was pleasing to God as well. Um, when you're able to pray with uh, and listen and pay attention to God's voice, it's there where you cultivate the gift of discernment. Discernment allows us to become so intimately connected to God, you cannot deny but know that that is God's voice. A lot of people often will ask, you know, or say that they don't hear God. Like, God is not speaking to me. I don't, I don't hear God talking to me. Um, and that may be true. Or is it that you can't hear God because there's so much noise keeping you from truly listening? And a lot of times I find with me, that's, that's how it is. I'm allowing the noise to separate me from, from God and being intimately connected. Now discernment is the ability to perceive and understand, right? It's through discernment that our senses are heightened and our awareness of what needs to be said is revealed. It's, it's by divine uh, appointment, opportunity, intervention, whatever you want to call it, design, divine design that God created us with more than one sense, right? And when one is lacking, the other is heightened or others are heightened. Um, we were born with five senses, many of us. Um, and if you weren't, uh, your other senses are heightened to make up for what is physically lacking, right? Discernment is one of those senses that is uh, where you, um, uh, your awareness of what needs to be said is revealed. And when you're intimately connected to God, then you're sure of the message and there's no question of what to say. Who it is meant for, um, the Lord will reveal that as well. Like today, Gabby and I share, are sharing our hearts. We don't know who it's meant for, but if you're in a place of discernment, then you'll know it's meant for you. God is meeting you in the words. Nothing returns. His word does not return void, right? It's meant for someone in season. Maybe this isn't your season. Maybe it's someone else's. It will be received. Who it is meant for will be revealed, right? And it is there that the Lord gives you the courage to speak. Just say what God has placed on your heart. At the end of, uh, or during the service, it wasn't said today, but it normally is. Um, if you feel that God is giving you a word, you're encouraged to come up and see uh, who, one of the pastors. Like today, I would encourage you to come and talk to Pastor Danny or talk to Gabby uh, or even myself at the end of all of this. Um, if God is giving you a word, then share with us what, what that word is uh, because we're not the only ones qualified. So are you. Right? This is a priesthood of all believers that we believe here at LBCF. Through discernment, our faith is strengthened in this process of waiting and listening as Gabby shared earlier. And then through prayer and in the silence, that discernment is cultivated. And it's in that process that our faith is strengthened. LBCF family trusts this. The same power that raised Jesus from the grave, made the lame to walk and the blind to see, and as James shared so eloquently a few weeks back, healed a woman with faith, and her faith was so great, not, not that her faith was great, but her faith in a great God 
was so real that just touching the hem of his garment healed her. That same power lives within us. Again, Jesus, the hope of all glory within you qualifies you to speak. What words do we share with people? Let's look at Colossians 4, 6. Right here we see that God gives us further instructions on how we're to speak. Let your conversation be always full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer every one. We're called to be gracious. We're called to preserve and to use words that are going to build up. How many of you had a parent or an authority figure in your life tell you, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all? Exactly. I think your mom must have been my mom. I don't know. Um, yeah, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. But I'm going to add something to that. I'm going I'm to encourage you to speak if it moves the conversation forward. Speak if it brings edification and it builds one another up. That's what we're called to do, to speak the truth in love, because the message of Christ dwells within each of you. Now, as we enter, I know this is premature, but we're right there. We're knocking on Advent's door. We're entering this season of Advent. May we be quiet enough to listen for God's heart and consider how the rhythms of silence shared by Gabby and the rhythms of speaking invite us into stepping away from the chaos, from the noise, and into the remembrance of the birth of Jesus. Because that's kind of the crux of, of it all, right? At this time, I'd like to invite Gabby back up uh, to join me. We'd like to lead you um, in a time, uh, a short practice of Lectio Divina. Now, for those of you who don't know what that is, Lectio Divina is a guided practice on how to listen uh, for the Lord, that we might encounter Christ through the living word. It's going to involve reading a text five times, and we're going to prompt you. We're going to take you through uh, the steps, and we ask you to join us. Um, so we're going to read through Romans 12, 1 to 2. Um, we're going to pause and reflect, and we're going to pray and then we're going to come up and we're going to take communion afterwards. So Romans 12, 1 to 2, read it with us. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true word. So the first thing we're going to do now is we are going to pause and we're going to reflect and ask this question, what is the biblical text saying? Just take a moment to reflect.
Let's read it again together, but this time I want you to think what is the biblical text saying to me in my circumstance? Or why, why does this word appeal to me? Or even why does this word disturb me? How is the Lord speaking to you in this moment? Let's read it again. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good and pleasing perfect. Okay, let's read it one more time. And when after we're done, we'll offer up prayers of need or gratitude. So here we go. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good and pleasing will. A perfect will. So let's go to prayer. for everything, Lord. Thank you for your word. Okay, we're going to read it a couple more times. At this time, I'd like to go ahead and ask the band to make their way back up. Read with me one more time. And let's pause and consider what needs to change in my mind, what needs to change in my will and in my life. Let's read this together. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will.
Okay, for the final reading, let's ask, how is this text calling you to act today? Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and improve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Amen. Uh, now we'd like to call those who are helping serve communion um, and our faithful prayer team to take their places up here. Join us as we come together to the table um, to take the bread and the cup as we reflect on God's goodness, as we refle reflect on Romans 12. Um, and consider what communion means to you this morning. <clears throat> 